Slack guy. Hello, friends. I said that really weird. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Sly Guy podcast. This podcast will be coming to you when I am in the second week of my holiday. My holiday will be ending. I will be getting to the end of my holidays. My summer holidays, the first holiday I've been on in years, will be coming to an end when this podcast comes out. You know, this is a weird thing because I am coming at you from the past into the present on the second week of my holiday. And it's, it's great. Um, it's also an exciting time because... The Olympics start tomorrow. It's a big day, Ben. The Olympics start tomorrow. The Champions League of Weird will be released on Patreon on the 23rd as well. So if you haven't already, got on over onto the Patreon. Get on over to Sly Guy Podcast on Patreon and you can get all the bonus content plus the Champions League of Weird. Um, ben, will you be watching the Olympics much? Are you a big Olympics guy? Would you say you're a fan of the Olympics? Historically speaking, do you watch a lot of the Olympics? I would watch a decent amount of them. What would you say would be your favourite kind of um, sport in the Olympics that you just would like to watch? Short distance. Short, is that a sport in and of itself? Short dis- Just short distance? Anything short distance? Or running short distance? Throwing short distance? Just uh, probably running. running. So the 100 metres, would you say that is your... Your, your favourite, the one you look forward to most. And it's going to be shit this year because there's no Usain Bolt. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of ruined it for me. You know, I prefer, I like powerful events. Like, I like guys that look like me throwing stones, rocks into the ground. That's what I like to see. So, I, oh dear, it battered the mic there. You looked at me so angry. Listen, I'm on my holidays, leave me alone. Um, But yeah, the, the Olympics are tomorrow. No Usain Bolt. No, no Mo Farah. The vegan king himself, the master of corn. Mo Farah's not in it, so I don't really know um, you know how I feel about that. The big hitters aren't there. I know the last Olympics was sad because you see him both pulled his hamstring. It was terrible. But um, yeah, there's, no, there's no big hitters, so it maybe leaves the, uh, the opportunity for us to, to meet new heroes, to get new, new Olympic stars um, that'll become legends. You know, there'll be guys, like, remember at the 2012 Olympics, that guy, um, what's he called? The the ginger guy, was it Greg? I think just this ginger guy called Greg won the long jump. Just a British guy called Greg. Rutherford. Rutherford. Rudder? Rudder. Rudder. Oh, Rudder. I said Rutherford. I was like, I like that. That's a guy. Sounds like somebody from Nor- Norway. You know, Rutherford. He's a guy who, you know, he's like one of those longboat rowers. I would, I would appreciate that, but not just a gay. A gay. <laughs> I don't know what he's into, but, you know, just a guy called Greg. You know, if you say guy and Greg, close you do often merge words and just say gay, you know. But, I mean, the, the Rutherford, just the longboat, and then you have Greg, you know. It, it's strange, like, imagine, you like, a, a Greg... Is not the kind of guy you'd imagine be an Olympic gold medalist. You know, just Greg. You know, Greg's like the sort of like imagine you you're Greg, and you're down the pub. Like Greg was a, was a white ginger man who won the long jump. You know, that's not something you often see. Like, Greg could be down the pub, just like on his lunch break, obviously from training and being in a pub. He's just going in there for a cold glass of water and a slice of steak. You know, that's what he's in there. He'd be sitting in the pub. He'd be like, just mind his own business. And there'd be another guy there he'd be chatting to. He'd be like, hey, what's your name? Um, the guy's like, oh, I, I'm Lance. And, he, and he's like, you? Oh, Greg. And you're like, oh, cool, cool. Nice one, Greg. Um, and why are you here? 
you know what what brings you here greg he's like oh just you know a couple of appointments in town thought i'd just stop in for a glass of cold water and a slice of steak what about you oh i'm just on my lunch break you know i'm just having a spot of lunch here just a a nice pie and some some ale and he's like oh sweet what is it you do and he's like oh you know corporate finance in the city that kind of thing you say oh nice what about you greg i'm a long jumper and i was like you know what i am a long jump and he's like all right okay greg and he looks away hardly but that's the way greg looks but this is the, what you can do now if you're an olympian you can you can become the next greg i want to say to you guys this should be the slogan of the olympics there are no superstars at this year's olympics be the next Greg. You could be Greg, and um, yeah, Ben. Do you, do you do you think there could be another Greg? You know, who 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 are the? Let's Google. Let's see who are the stars to watch out for the, this Olympics. Obviously, there's a lot going on about that woman who was told she can't be in the Olympics because she cannabis weed in her system, and then a lot of people are given off because there's a, a New Zealand transgendered athlete who's the same physique as me doing weightlifting, and people are like, that's a bit sly on the women. And I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. You know, obviously, if, if this woman who is the physique of me does not win gold, there's an issue. You know, that that is a problem. Let's see, stars to watch out for at the Olympics. And what year is this? Is this the 2020 Olympics, technically? 20 athletes set to light up the 2020 Olympics. Well, I've heard of Dana Asher-Smith before. Dana Asher-Smith, not Dana Asher-Smith. Um, she's a, a sprinter and long-distance, I don't know, a sprinter and 200-meter runner. Um, Kelsey Lee Barber is apparently the javelin queen from Australia. Never heard of her. Simone Biles, I mean, not a, not a beauty name. Gymnast, I mean... There's a girl called Sky Brown, which sounds like something you could get in the pipeworks if you play your cards right. But I mean, this is where this is where I draw the line, right? Sky Brown, she's someone to look out for at the Olympics. What's her event, Ben? Have a guess. Sky Brown. Hurdles. Skateboarding. Like, see if you're coming up with an Olympic gold medal for skateboarding, but that's not a real one. You don't you shouldn't be allowed to win an Olympic medal unless you wear a leotard. That should be across the board. You skin tight, vests and shorts, or you don't win. Like, see, whenever Baron Pierre de Coubertin decided to re-energise and reinvigorate the Olympics, Ben, I don't think he thought skateboarding was going to be on it, you know? Fire darts in there, that's what I say. Um, I mean, I like this. This is almost like what your, um, how your granny would describe a homosexual man. Um, Christian Coleman, the soft-spoken 23-year-old from Atlanta. Um, but he is, he is apparently... A, this is it. This is why you're not fully investing in it, right? They've said he has established himself as a warm favourite to succeed Usain Bolt. Not hot favourite. He's just quite warm. You know, he's a warm favourite to succeed Usain Bolt. Here, Ben, what do you call an Irish sprinter? Oshin Bolt. Yeah, I'm fucking should be a comedian. Um, yeah, cycling's fake. They all change their blood. Um, that won't count. I mean... Climbing? How's climbing a sport in the Olympics? L I'm looking at it, and to be fair, she's wearing a leotard, so it passes for me. More skateboarding and cycling. Who was a big freak cycler that cycled for uh, for Britain? And he was like, Chris Hoy, was it? 
and he just did like legs that were like 50 inches. Ooh, he was impressive. And Pat McCormick is a boxer. I like the name of him. He sounds good. Um, no, Shauna Miller is the athletic, uh, the athlete that thinks banned for drugs, is she? No, I mean, no, no, none of these guys. The last one I'm looking at is a woman called Ariane Titmus. I support her and hope she wins some medals in swimming. But it's a strange time. I don't know. I don't know um, whether I'll watch much the Olympics, Ben, because I don't know. I don't unless there's some scandal, something scandalous needs to happen to get me involved in the Olympics. I think this year, like some sort of drug scandal, some sort of like maybe even like you know costume malfunction or something you know i just think i'm not excited about them this year um i'd be more interested in like you know the cutaway shots of like tokyo because I'd, I'd fancy going to japan so you know listen but like 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 you like you've said greg rutterfjord he was not a known guy before the london 2012 olympics and to be fair i just thought he was greg so probably not known that well after them either but you know the people have the opportunity to you know what is it? How did you describe things? Oh, was that, you said something to me once that was like, you know, so it was about, it was, I think it was about Linvoy Primus. You were talking to me about Linvoy Primus, the, the Portsmouth defender. And you said, like, whenever Linvoy Primus was in the team and you know, won the FA Cup, like, you were like, I mean, it's baffling to me to think this, but, you know, if, you know, at the time you're like, if, if Portsmouth win the FA Cup, the likes of Linvoy Primus will and what did you say, indelibly etch his name in the annals of football history. And I thought that was deep. I thought to say Linvoy Primus has done that was deep. So there's a lot of these unknown guys with no sponsors. No one no one cares. Like I have more sponsors right here than a lot of these people going to the Olympics. But these people have dedicated their lives to physical elite excellence can come away from these games with the same stature of Linvoy Primus, indelibly etched in the annals of time. So go to the... If, if you're an Olympian listening to this, go to the Olympics, win gold, and become the next Linvoy Primus. That's all you need to do. And that's how I feel about it. And yeah, I do feel like the Olympics normally unites people, but I think because of COVID, like, will, will there be loads of people there? Will people be out in pubs watching them? I don't know. Like, see, whenever you see him bolt, won the... Uh, was it four goals he won or three? And didn't he win three and three? So he won the he won the the hundred meters, the two hundred meters, and then the relay at two Olympics in a row, which is unbelievable, didn't he? And then he ran the fastest time of all time as well, which is um, it is terrific. But yeah, they bring it brings people together. The Olympics brings people together, and for some reason, I I don't know why. I was trying to think of a story that brings people together, and the only story that springs to my mind, the only anecdote I have about, like, this shows you how, how sheltered we are. By the way, what's the score in football? 1-1. Okay. Um, how long is to go? For the eighth minute of extra time. Oh, right, okay. So, I mean, basically, with another 20 minutes of this podcast left before doing another penalty watch-along. Um, so, yeah, the only other time I was thinking, I was in a bar on my holidays, and I was either Magaluf or Ayanapa, I can't remember which, but I was in a bar. I was. I had a little bit, you know. I had a little bit of drink in me. Let's just say I was a younger man, and I was sitting in a bar. And you ever just look across and your eyes meet somebody, and you just share a moment. I looked across the bar. To be fair, I say across the bar, it was a guy who was literally right beside me. He was bopping along to some music. 
I was bopping along some music. The music that was playing was, I believe, Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. And I sort of looked at him and I went like this to him. Good song. And he looked at me and was like, yeah, it's a good song. And I was like, you know what anybody from here, just after a few drinks, is obnoxiously confident? I was like, you have an accent, mate. Where are you from? And he goes, I'm from Germany. <laughs> and I went, oh, are you? So when you say My Chemical Romance, is that you saying in English? What is it in German? And he was like, my Chemical Romance. And I was like, I know, but you, if you're German, it's not My Chemical. And he goes, no, because the band is called My Chemical Romance. So that's what the band is called. So it's like you've got Queen, their Queen. You've got Abba, the Abba. You don't translate the names. It's the name is the name. So it's My Chemical Romance. And I was like, you know, at this point you get annoyed. You're like, listen, mate, I know what you're trying to say here, but fucking play along with me, would you? say what it is in, in your language and he was like oh for fuck's sake this guy is so fucking stupid and like I could tell he was thinking that and he sort of looked at me and he was like mine a chemical romance and I was like oh mate German absolutely and we shared a moment and then I think what happened was he just started talking about band names and I like just started throwing out, out band names to him and I was like what about this and he was just going like and uh, you could tell the first time I was like, "What about Boyzone?" And he was like, "The Boyzone, they're just Boyzone because it's what the band is called in our language." And I went, "Come on, tell me what it's called." And then he was probably like, "It was actually Junga uh, Zone, yes." And any others? And I'm just gonna look up names. Ben, let, let give me give me a band's name. I'm gonna, gonna look Google it. Uh, up, boys. The, oh, that terrific! So German. England, English to German. <laughs> German Google Translate. Uh, 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 trans. What do you, what do you reckon the Pet Shop Boys is? The no Jungen, the Pet Shop Jungen, Pet Shop Boys. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, it's the handling Jungen Pet. Just what else the handling you. Handlung Junge Pet, right? Um, do you have any other bands you want to try? Hold on, let me think of a few here. Um, Limp Biscuit is, I mean, terrific. Do you want to guess what Limp Biscuit is? Schleffer Kex. <laughs> um, uh, my, my chemical romance is actually. Mine chemical Roman, which I mean very similar. Let's see. Do you like uh, Pearl Jam? Yeah. Let's see. Pearl Jam is. Uh, I mean, for those of you that aren't watching this on YouTube, you'll not enjoy this at all. Um, Pearl Jam. It's called <laughs> Pearl and Marmalade. <laughs> I mean, like they should just call themselves Pearl and Marmalade. It's terrific. Um, so let's see. Blink one eighty two. Do you know what they would be? Blink-182 is Blinkin' 182, <laughs> which is far better. Um, let's see who else we can have. Oh, so then by that by that logic, like other bands with numbers in their names, like Takeshi69 should be like Takeshi9 and Swansig. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. No, or no, actually, 9 and Sexig would be Takeshi9 and Sexig. Um, let me see. Here. Oh, oh well, you know what BTS would be? Bay ass <laughs> which is just like you'd imagine a gay German to say it. Say BTS, Bay ass so crazy. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Um, and I mean, I did this with this guy for 
the best part of an hour before I think he went into the toilet and just took a cyanide tablet like his ancestors. <laughs> ah, so hateful. Um, but yeah, but one, one last one. Red Hot Chili Peppers, big fan of them. Would you go to see a concert by the Rota Sharfashilla show? <laughs> Would you like to see the Rota Sharfashilla show? <laughs> oh, that is a lot of fun. I mean, I do want to stop doing this, Ben, and do want to go on to other things, but I don't feel like I've had enough. Um, what about singers? Neil Diamond would be Neil Diamond. Um, would you like any other bands that you really like off the top of your head? Who do you, who do you love? Who's a band that you'd be like, they're my favourites? Simply Red. Or Einfach Rot. Which, I mean, I, I wouldn't be too keen. Einfach Rock sounds, or Einfach Rot sounds like something you'd have in your tent. You know, it wouldn't be Simply Red, Einfach Rot. Um, any other? Who like if you're like your your bands that you would want to see, um, Prince is oh Prince is very sweet. Just Prince. Mm. Like. Benz does not like. I I don't like music actually. Me speaking it, I don't like it at all. I hate it. West life. West life is westlich leben. <laughs> Which again, Backstreet Boys. I bet that's probably actually Backstreet. Oh right, Backstreet Boys. Um, is Seitenstrasse Jungen, which again, big fan of. Take that. What do you reckon they are? I mean, be logical. Nimdas. <laughs> As va- hey, welcome to the shelves, a new band Nimdas singing Pray. All I do each night is pray. Nimdas, I love that. Nimdas sounds like Nimdas sounds like a kind of guy who'd be scouted for Arsenal. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, as you can tell, this is my holiday episode. My head's not really in it. Um, I'm just thinking silly things and we're having a fun time. How long have we been talking for? Just under 20. Should it? We were talking briefly. I said to you, I had a story. Is there any other goals yet? I well half time. I told you that there was a story I wanted to tell you, which was, I mean, it's a roundabout story that um I just need to actually check on my dog to make sure he is okay, um. That, it was like something out of a sitcom happened to my family this week, and you as a as a dad, of young children and the owner of a dog, I think will appreciate this, right? So I was out of the house on. Monday. This is obviously before I went on holidays because time in the past or whatever. But um, I was out of the house and I had to collect Holly from her school. So I was fine. I said to, to Catherine, listen, I'll get her on the way home from school. You're in the house with a dog and the baby. Is everything under control? And she's like, yes, of course it is. Why would you panic? And I went, I'm not panicking. I mean, that's an exaggeration. I'm just merely trying to make sure everything's under control. And she was like, don't patronise me. I can look after my own children. And I was like, very sassy, Beyonce, no need for that. But that's grand. So then, I'm coming home, right? Collect Holly from school. All's well. Heading home. Get the front door. I just sense something's not right. You know, I see like, like it looks like a figure, like, you know, like Nosferatu, a shadow just sweeping across the window as I drive into the, into the driveway. And I'm like, oh no, it's Catherine at speed going somewhere I opened the door and I said hello and she went not now 
and I was like, oh no, something's up. What has happened? I look in the kitchen, the dog's just excited to see me. He's there at the child gate trying to get in. I look into the living room, it looks like a scene out of Chernobyl. There's just like, the, the baby's bouncer is turned on its side. I'm like, oh no. It looks like the baby's been very quickly evacuated out of the... And then I notice on the rug, what looks like to me at first glance, Ben, a pile of shit. <laughs> it looks like a pile of shit, either that or melted peanut butter on the rug. And I'm like, oh no, what's happened? So I go upstairs to ask what happened. And Catherine goes, I... I mean, never does your wife be in more peril than when, unless this is what you're into, which I mean, some listeners may be, but never is your wife more more peril than she says the phrase, I am covered from head to toe in shit. I was like, oh no. Why, what's happened? And so then I look down and there's the baby in the bath, like happy as Larry, splashing away, laughing. Catherine's like walking around like, I'm like what the hell's happened? What happened, right? Catherine was in the kitchen, like, making dinner, all right? So she'd fed the baby, she put the baby in the bouncer, the dog was just running about the kitchen, all's well. She, by this point, very stressed out, so she's all fine, she's making dinner, that's grand. The baby's in the bouncer, so Catherine's minding her own business, and there's no, normally if the baby needs you, she'll shout. You know what I mean, Ben? If the baby wants you, you'll know the baby's in trouble. Normally when she's in her bouncer, she just bounces around, has a great time, doesn't cause any trouble, you know? So this is what was happening. Then Catherine just goes to check on her. And ver- as the way it goes, is my, my kitchen would be here and my living room would be here. So normally you would kind of like close the, the child gate as you're peering in to see everything's all right in the living room, you know? So that was a bit... So what happened, Catherine was sort of closing the gate and she looked into the living room to see what she describes as Matilda bouncing in a pile of her own shit. So what had happened, the baby's nappy had sort of <laughs> come to an, at a bit of an angle and the baby had done a shit in her bouncer, but rather than staying the shit, staying in the nappy, because the bouncer's like just a wedgie machine, you're just in a wedgie machine, just bouncing up and down. Because the nappy wasn't on right, the shit had come down the side of her nappy, out, down her leg, onto the floor, Unbeknownst to Catherine, the pool of shit under the baby was just where the baby's feet land. So she's just bouncing in a pile of her own shit. Catherine sees this, shit all over the rug, panics, goes in, lifts the baby to run upstairs to put her in a shower. She doesn't realise she hasn't closed the gate. So the dog then runs in the living room, starts licking up the shit. Catherine's like, no, don't do that. The baby's covering shit. Then without realising it, the shit not only is on the baby's legs, it's on the baby's back, it's on the baby's baby growth, and the baby's hands. When Catherine lifts it, she's covering shit as well. She's stressed out. She throws the dog back in the kitchen who's just eaten most of the baby's shit. By the time I get in, I just am greeted with the shit everywhere. Abandonment. I go upstairs and I'm like, oh no, what's wrong? Catherine's stressed out. She's like, what do you want to do? And I went, now? And she went, yes. I went, just laugh, really? Because this is hilarious. But she's like, no, you have to do a job. You know, she, she sounded like a handler in like a Marvel film. You have one job, what job do you want? And I was like, I will stay here. With, I will wash the baby and I will stay here with the kids. Well, I mean, the other option was go and clean the shit. And my first thought is, well, I mean, you're a nurse, so you have much more experience in like human feces than me. So I think you should do that. And I'll be up with the kids. So, as I'm upstairs, the baby's washed. Holly's up there. Two of us are kind of playing with the baby. That's fine. I just start hearing Catherine going, oh, downstairs. Turns out because the baby started eating Weetabix. 
that there's like wee bits like Weetabix in her shit and she's trying to clean it up but it's flicking all over so with the shit that she's just washed off herself it's flicking back in herself there's shit everywhere it's hilarious I'm upstairs by this point I think she's having a full mental breakdown I think she's just at the end of her tether it, the shit was probably the final the final suitcase on the buckaroo you know that's what made uh, so she's down there basically having a full blown whitey throwing stuff out worried about the carpet and all I'm upstairs laughing because this is hilarious you know I'm thinking this is really really funny and she's just having a terrible terrible day now it is something horrendous that that, that your baby would be bouncing its own shit yes but I had a lot a lot of fun with that and obviously I thought it was funny the dog had the shit and everything fast forward to today this morning I get up first thing take the dog for a walk all down the seafront in Bangor it's just it's the place to be nice sunny day happy spot we'll go do that I am um, taking the dog for a walk just along for um, like where the fun fair is down at the seafront and it's all good the dog's being a good boy he's walking along just being a dog and he sort of he assumes the position you know why all dogs Ben assume a position when you know they're about the shit so I see him assume the position and I reach into my pocket to pull out uh, a shit bag to, to pick it up and then the dog does what can only be described as a chocolate yazoo with a melted marshmallow on top in the middle of the street. And about, I'd say, in the region of three litres worth of this stuff just squirts out of him. And I'm like, oh no. So there was literally one little lump. It looked like, you know when you get like, like special ice cream, like a Morelli's ice cream or a Maud's or something, you maybe get like a Biscoff flavour and they just like maybe fuck one biscuit in it. And it's like, this is the flavour. I like could pick one piece of shit in the bag and the rest you would probably have needed a mop for. Which, by the way, there's some things that, like on my list of things I hate, cyclists, sea swimmers, um, people that leave their dog shit, um... I mean, there, there is more, but at the top of my head. So I now think that I am one of these people that have left. But there's nothing to do. So I saw a couple of guys from the council out, like, doing gardening. And I walked over to them. I was like, listen, lads, my dog has just emptied its, its insides all over. Like, effectively, it was beside the picnic area of the uh, of the seafront. So I said, can you just, like, go and fuck a, bo- a, a, like a bucket of water over that or something? And, there, and he was like, yeah, no sweat. And I'm like, listen, I'm sorry about this. I tried to pick it up, but... Um, trying to pick up liquid with your hands is impossible so it's fine so I thought you know maybe that's okay the dog's just got a little bit of shit we'll carry on the walk it'll be all good so um, I thought you know we'll, we'll go and get a wee photo of him he's a, he's a good boy you know he's, he's been trained in a way now that he, he'll do what he's told so I thought he can sit there he'll stay I'll get a few nice photos got a nice photo of him on the pier thought you know we'll, we'll walk the long hole which is, if you're a Bangorian you know the long hole do you know the long hole we all know the long hole Um. I brought him to the long hole, brought him to the end of the long hole, got a nice photo of him with just, you know, the nice pastel houses in the background, the sea on one side, beautiful photo of my big boy. And then as I'm just walking back, looking at the photo to send it on to Catherine, I just hear... And like, it wasn't like, I was like... I was like, oh no, look down, another two and a half litres of melted biscotti ice cream. And I'm like, oh no, for fuck's sake. And this time with the long hole, there's no concealing the shit. You need to just hope for waves. That's the only thing that's going to stop his shit from being on the long hole. So uh, again, I'm just one of these guys who's left his dog shit. I tried to pick a bit of it up. I actually did manage a bit of it. And it looked like, you know, when you bring a you bring a goldfish home from the pet shop, it's just a bag with water in it. 
It was just a bag with brown water. And um, it didn't feel too good. So then brought the dog home and Catherine and the kids were out for the morning. And the dog just proceeded to bulk everywhere in the kitchen, in the backyard. Had a terrible time. Dog sick. And um, I don't know what's wrong with him. And I'm really worried. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, he'll be fine. Hopefully, he hasn't perished. If he dies, Jesus Christ, I will be. I will never wear anything but black again. Um, not because I'll be mourning, but because since I've had him, I've not been able to wear black because he sheds everywhere and it's a fucking white hair all over me. But um, I'd be so sad. I hope he gets better. But I brought him to the vet. And the vet, I mean, I don't know if you've experienced this with your dog ever, but anytime you bring him to the vet, there's something wrong with him. The vet just goes, I injected him, and then just, there's a fucking prescription. It's like, what do you inject him with? I injected him, and there's a prescription. The, inject, the injection will fucking make him sad, but whatever. Get that into you. So, yeah, hopefully he's all right. But I just felt that I was the victim of, of karma that day. And shit karma at that. You know, I was making fun of the fact that the baby shit and danced everywhere. And then... The dog just got the shits all over me and in public and I was embarrassed, I was sweating um, and I thought I can't show my face on the Gold Coast anymore. But it is what it is. What are we like for time here? Okay, and what, uh, by the way, guys, this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter because I'm on my holidays. I've flown back, private jet from Devon to be here with you in my studio to record this podcast to fly back tonight. I mean, that's... um dedication but also i filmed this um in advance um let's just check ben can you not then do any video edits in the next two days you can't all right okay that's okay because i'm gonna say if something that you're watching right now goes to you know something we might need to put a video out in the morning you know what i'm saying anyway patreon this podcast if you're listening to this on the 22nd of July, which is when the episode will be released tomorrow. Ben, never make your computer make a noise again when we're recording. Jesus Christ. Tomorrow will be the first episode of the Champions League of Weird series available on my Patreon. This is where we're going to be looking at some of the weirdest celebrities or known people in the world who have been recommended, a lot of them, by you know my, my Patreon audience and by my Instagram followers. And we will look at a lot of people. And I mean, it's an interactive um, experience so if you want to get involved obviously not this year because we've got all the people we need but if you want to get involved for the next year get on the Patreon watch the Champions League weird enjoy it over there at Slag Eye Podcast on Patreon if you type in my name you'll find it um, by the way I cut my nose hair and it's a little bit like I've got you know oh you tickly nose here so I'm not picking my nose I'm just trying to get my moustache hairs out of my nose so please go to Patreon um, it's a good time um, if also while you always want to support the podcast, if you're if like, here's the thing, Ben. I don't know about you, but in some homeless uh, places in town, they play my podcast over loudspeakers to try and stop homeless people from from sleeping rough, which I think is a horribly abhorrent abuse of of power. But also, there are some homeless people that are determined and they stay there and listen to the podcast. So if you're one of these homeless people that aren't aren't you know doing too well in terms of your money and you can't like support the podcast via patreon just get on apple podcast and rate and review the podcast you know give it a five-star review it helps the podcast go up the apple charts gives it a wee bit of credence whatever that means and you know helps the podcast grow feeling that you could also just share it on instagram stories if you're listening subscribe on youtube or just refer a friend say listen to this podcast it's the best solo podcast there is in the world and i mean if people want to argue with that I've got one message for you, and that's suck my dick. 
and no disrespect meant by that, but but go for it. Also, speaking of 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 uh, auto fellatio, auto fellatio, you can buy tickets to my Ulster Hall show. Which, by the way, if I sell out, I will try and sell my own deck on stage. And there you go. Um, tickets are available on my social media or by li- literally going into Google and typing Ulster Hall Dave Elliott. You get the link there. Go over there, buy tickets. We'll have a good time. And speaking of good times, the podcast is also brought to you in association with Bebe Adrianos. Bebe Adrianos is my favorite burrito bar in the world. Um, it is a delicious burrito bar. It can make healthy foods. It can make um, dirty foods if you're being a little bit cheeky. It is all you want. It's a multi-award winning burrito bar in the high street in Bangor. The recent award it just won was the most healthy takeaway i mean what a what a an accolade that is healthy delicious takeaway food fantastic you can get anything you want in there if what you want is burritos burrito bowls or fajitas and you can also get salads you can choose from any of their fillings whether it's vegetarian chili con carne chicken beef or pulled pork um they have a delicious range of box meals as well you can see one of them in the background there it's not actually filled because that would be kind of gross to just sit in the studio but um you can get some of their trademark boxes like the dirt box which is half chips half rice chicken chili con carne beef pulled pork peppers onions tomato salsa sweet corn and a cheese and sauces of your choice and of course my personal favorite has there been a goal nope the dirty cock and cow box which is marinated steak mexican chicken fries sweet potato fries peppers and onions tomato and corn salsa lettuce and a sauce of your choice and you know what the, the sauce of the podcast it's actually going to be renamed renamed sly sauce and that's smoked paprika. If you want 10% off your first order, download the Bebe Adriano's app or call 0891479988. Say Davey sent you. Or just drop into the store and make your order like a proper traditional old school person. They also have an £8 lunch meal at the minute. So you can get one of these for £8, which is cheap as shit. A 10-inch burrito in a can, chilli chicken and fries in a can, a poppin' chicken wrap in a can. All at 9 to 11 High Street Banger on the Gold Coast of North Down. Bebe Adriano's 10 out of 10 food for you from me. Whoa, this summer's been pretty wild, Ben, wouldn't you agree? The Olympics, the Euros, major championships and concerts are all in the summer. You know what isn't in this summer, Ben? Fucking wild hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. Their third generation performance package includes the flagship lawnmower 3.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the 2 million men worldwide to trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Use the code SLYGUY. Get on over there. I spoke about Baron Pierre de Coubertin earlier. He strived to make the Olympic Games a beacon of hope and aspiration to us all. A lesser known fact about the Baron Pierre de Coubertin was that he liked short pubes. Baron Pierre de Coubertin loved educational excellence and a trimmed bush. There's two passions, education and shaved pubes. Education during the day, manscaping at night, especially the bits, you know, just around your legs there on the outside of your speedo. He didn't like to go swimming. He didn't like sea swimming, that's for sure, but he didn't like to get into the Olympic swimming pools with a man bush sticking out the side of his speedos. So he took that off, he trimmed it down, but unfortunately he didn't use manscaped because manscaped, um, were only invented in like the year like fucking 2005 or something and Baron Pierre de Coubertin died in like 1937 so it's like I know seven, 79 years 
before Manscaped was. Can you imagine how much better Baron Pierre de Coubertin's life would have been if he had shaved his pubes with Manscaped? He used to use shears, cut cutthroat razor blades, and maggots to get rid of his pubes. Um, just anything he could get his hands on, but whatever it is, he got rid of his pubes and what he would give for the lawnmower 3.0, which is here in his memory to take the podium. It might be third generation, but this is not winning the bronze medal. It is gold in evacuating your pubic hair. The third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the skin safe technology. The lawnmower has a 7,000 RPM motor and LED spotlight to shave in the dark. Oh shit. After trimming your pubes, show some sportsmanship with Manscaped's liquid formations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner are key to feeling victorious this year. Get 20% off of free shipping with the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. SLYGUY Podcast is also brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are the long-term sponsor of the podcast. They're brewed right here in Hollywood County Down. They are delicious. They're nutritious with a wide range of beers, lagers, IPAs, all the works, even stouts. Go and follow them at Modest Beer on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or go to their website, www.modestbeer.com. Dot com to find out a little bit more and by dot com I meant dot co dot uk but that's all you need listeners questions the first question is from daniel toll who says give us your predictions for the final stages of the euros nostra davimus mm. well what i think will happen i think italy will beat spain on penalties alvaro morata will miss a penalty and Jorginho will score the winner that's my prediction the winner will be in the bottom right of the net. And I think England will beat Denmark and England will England will beat Italy. 1-0 and it will finally be home. Um, Desi McCracken has said, There have been little to no garden updates this spring slash early summer. This time last year, you're full on titsmarsh and even fighting with online lawnmower dorks. By the way, I met... The nasty Moore guy in the boneyard at the gig it did a few weeks back, and he was drinking rose. So, I mean, there's not too much nasty about him. He should actually be called the bitchy lawnmower guy because if you drink rose and you lawnmower, you're a bitch. Um, this year, you cut your own hedge trimmer lead, and that's about it. Is your garden a disgrace? And, what's the, and is that the, to- the topic of your local neighbor's WhatsApp? Well, what I will say is I now have a dog that pisses in the garden and leaves stains everywhere. So, I mean, I'm not as obsessed with my garden as I once was. I used to play bowls in my garden, and now I just, you know, let another creature shit and piss in the garden. Um, just wet shit everywhere, wet Scotty shit. Um, Naomi Mitchell said, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done for absolutely no reason? Um, probably like a few hundred episodes of this podcast, really. Um, but apart from that, some, do, you, do you ever do, I sometimes do things and then afterwards go, why have I done that? You know, why have I done that? I mean, spring into mind are my children, but I mean, outside of that, I, I honestly can't think on the spot because I'm actually a very meticulous cerebral genius. So I don't often do dumb things. Um, I mean, if I ever get a hot skillet plate at a restaurant, it looks hot. I believe it is hot. The waiter or waitress will say that's hot. I'll still touch it. It's pretty dumb. And the last question is from John Joe Flood, who says, what's an unpopular opinion that you hold that isn't quite PC? Well, when it comes to the sea border, no, eh, 
I don't know. I mean, I think now, generally, I do have quite a lot of, in today's terms, not very PC opinions. I don't know whether that's because I'm transitioning into being an old man. Maybe I already am an old man. But I do think that I am... I just don't... I, I just think things are things that should be things. You know, I think some people are like, we can't say that. You can't. If you want to say something, say something. You know, if your opinion's your opinion, have an opinion. You don't have to get offended by it. You can have different. Here's the thing you can't have differences of opinions. Do you remember the old fable, Sticks and Stones, when I break my bones? Whatever happened to that? You know, people can't say that's offensive. Say whatever you like, stand over it, be grumpy, and go fuck yourself. Guys, thanks very much for listening to the podcast. Next week, I'll be back from a holiday, and you'll be like, Jesus, why are you so tanned? You only went to England, and I'll be like, listen. Christmas dry on. Have a good week. Take care of yourselves. Bye. I'm the slack guy.